0: Welcome to Caffeinated Living. We're a podcast all about Jesus ministry and the things that keep us going. My name is Kyle and I'm Rob. And that was weird to say. It's, it's been, been a while. so long, man. It's, as I said last week, it's been a hot minute. It is. I mean, for sure. I just putting those words into motion, putting them out there was different. I couldn't get it out the first time.
1: Well, imagine trying to sit in a room by yourself last week and try to say that as you're staring at this wall right here. It's like <laughs> That was really weird. It was okay. a good
0: episode, man. Really good.
1: Because I am not the voice of Caffeinated Living. You are the voice not when far, it comes on. It. So you're the voice of Caffeinated Living. and then we'll we'll say since he's not here, we'll say Dustin is the face behind Caffeinated That's right. Living. That's right. So we're gonna publish a book and I'm gonna put Dustin's face there on the back go. of that. So he's not here to defend himself because he's on vacation this week. But <laughs> We we have two thirds uh, of our caffeinated living crew back, so almost, man, almost there. Th- this is good. Might take us a, a little bit to get back in sync a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah, we'll we got get this.
0: It. I like the format that we've kind of switched it up to.
1: Yeah, just trying to be a little bit more Streamline? streamlined, streamlined, user friendly. Yeah, more more trying to reach more than just youth pastors. Yeah, you know, nothing wrong with that. Which, this is episode 36. Nice. Episode 36. Man, that's crazy. Like, I'm ready to get to where we get to episode 52. Why? Because 52, that would be like a whole year. Even though we've been doing this longer than a year, but okay. you know, how we take breaks through the yeah. summer, things like that.
0: I was thinking you were thinking KJ 5-2. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Remember KJ 5-2? Okay. Now we're bringing it back to a youth pastor's podcast right, right there right. for all of you who know kj52 and if you don't know who kj52 is you're you're missing out that's that's all i can say well all right kyle today we are going to talk about has andy williams famous song it's the most wonderful time of the year
0: yeah We're, we're transitioning from thanksgiving to christmas we're here um some would say it's the best holiday. Some would say it's the best time of year. I, I agree with that. I especially like this transition time. Like, I, I love the actual holidays, but just the transition from Thanksgiving to Christmas, man, there's nothing
1: like it. So, okay. I got to quit saying so. You gotta, Next time I say so, you got to smack me with that. I, I, I noticed last week, if you listened to that episode, I think I said it six or seven times. Okay. If you're listening to this, I apologize to that. I know for some of our die hard fans. They that...
0: probably wouldn't have even noticed unless.
1: No, no, no. That's what I was going to say. Okay. For some of our die hard fans, I can think of at least three people that made comments to me this week that <laughs> told me the next time I use that word, they're just going to reach through their computer and like oh, slap no. me with it. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But uh, Andy Williams, he did sing It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, which it is. I, I think it is. It's. I don't know why there's something about Christmas that just brings about a different feel. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Well, I, mean, I think
0: we need something to break up the monotony of the of the weather. You know, it's the the cold, the darker days. It's it, When you add all that, the lights and the giving and all of that to it and the music, it just makes it better.
1: I yeah, mean, most definitely. And I think there is something to say about it being the most wonderful time of the year because... There's something this time of year after Thanksgiving, there's a lot of anticipation and a lot of excitement mm. that begins to build, right. especially if you have children at home. Yeah. Younger children, especially. Yeah. I know from mine, The like her and I are kind of the same a little bit. Like You, you have October. Then you get into November. A lot of people are like, nope, November 1st, man, die hard, let's dive in Christmas music all the way. Yeah. I'm not dead set against that. Like, I'm like, okay, you do you. That's fine. Yeah. Grace and I are kind of like, no, it's too early for Christmas music. It's too early for Christmas music. But lo and behold, let me tell you, the day the uh, toy magazines arrived in the mail... I couldn't she couldn't get it out of my hand fast enough. She's already flipping through it, circling everything.
0: Man that yeah. and I'm
1: like, Wait a minute, you just said that Christmas was oh no, we don't need the music, but I can look through the magazines and circle. These what companies
0: the- are smart, aren't oh, they? Oh yeah, man. Yeah. I, I feel like we got more. But like when I was a kid, when you got the Sears catalog or, or even like <laughs> J.C. Penney's, like that was the deal. But these companies are smart. They're not going to miss the opportunity to get kids hooked on what know. they want, want, want. I but I'm kind of the same way. Like I've always been, can't celebrate Christmas until after Thanksgiving this year, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was because it was a tough two years or what. I'm just like, let's just do whatever brings somebody joy. And if it's going to bring my wife joy, if it's going to bring my kids joy, even I found myself turning it on that one radio station that plays Christmas music nonstop. And that's not like me, but I don't know. It, it is the most wonderful time of the year for a reason.
1: Have you got Christmas decorations out yet?
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we got a tree this weekend uh, but we're, we're doing something different this year. I don't know if it's on purpose or what, but usually we put all the decorations on the tree one night. But this year, we've kind of let our kids do, throughout the week just say, we're going to put a tree. We're going to put an ornament up tonight. And why is this one special? So it's it's been cool. But
1: Okay. When do y'all get your decorations out? Thanksgiving Day, before Thanksgiving, or is it after Thanksgiving?
0: Black Friday. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Black Friday. My wife starts the process of packing up all the fall stuff because she's got a lot of it. Oh. And we go to the storage unit and we just start bringing all the Christmas stuff out and turn Christmas music on. And
1: okay, you said there. you go to a storage unit. That that right there no, tells you everything you need to big, know.
0: Yeah, well, it's kind of <laughs> like the one you've got. It's just like a little. Right. Yeah, yeah. So. Yes,
1: J- Jana is the same way. Like, I don't know if she was more anxious this year. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving morning, since we weren't doing it with her family this year, we rotate every other year. And so we were eating later Mm -hmm. for Thanksgiving with my family. Right. Well, I got to get all my Christmas decorations out. (laughs) The inside of our house was confused. The outside still had our pumpkins and our, our Thanksgiving stuff out, turkey out. You walk in the door and there's Christmas everywhere. I was like, our house is so confused. It don't know what it wants to do. Yeah,
0: we still have pumpkins outside, but everything inside is Christmas. Uh, We
1: got got rid of the pumpkins. We got rid of all that. But she was, I don't know what it was. She was anxious this year to get her Christmas decorations out. So she was doing all that. But the one thing that I love that she does, and it was funny just talking about how your kids, how y'all are taking your time putting ornaments on the tree one at a time. That is my wife's one thing that she does. The tree? The tree. Okay. Once the tree is up, she likes to take her time and enjoy putting the lights on. And she likes to have her ornaments, which this year and last year, we have to put selective ornaments up because of the kitten. We, oh, we, yeah. We don't yeah. want to put anything to... But yeah. she's good. She doesn't really mess with the tree. Knock on wood, go home now, and she's going to have it. But anyway... <laughs> She gets, all, she gets her tree decorated, and Gracie's like, can I at least put one ornament up? One ornament. No, this is mine. Go to your room. Go to your room.
0: That's funny.
1: But the, the reason I'm saying all that, this is where this, these next few weeks are going to go. Mm-hmm. She has this little tradition that once she gets the, the tree decorated, the lights up, everything in the house just perfect, you know, the way she wants it, she always goes over to the record player. Okay. And she'll pull out her Christmas albums, and she'll start playing Christmas music.
0: What's her go-to? What's the best Christmas?
1: Man, we 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 got so many. Yeah. Like I yeah. don't I don't know that there's one necessarily, like one absolute go-to. It 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 might be uh, Bing Crosby Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Who was it? Nat King Cole. Nat King Cole. My favorite is Bublé's. That's she, my all-time favorite. We don't
1: have the record, but she she likes that. Yeah. Cause it's really funny like while she's decorating she'll listen to the christmas music you know on, on the phone on the tv whatever yeah. but once everything's up it has to be on the record
0: it's just that it's
1: it's that, that feel. cozy
0: yeah it's that yeah. feel
1: you put that needle down yeah it, yeah that, that little sound to it's it it's kind
0: of like the crackle of a fireplace
1: yes and it got me thinking i'm like okay why not do a podcast episode real quick and, and, and call it The Christmas Playlist mm. in the sense that over the next few weeks, we're, we're going to take a different approach to The Christmas Story
0: mm. That's good. And, and look
1: at some of the, well, I say well-known hymns, but maybe lesser known to some, yeah. but some of the hymns that draw us to The Christmas Story. Right. in in a different angle, a different way, maybe. So.
0: We're going to call you DJ. So hit us with the first song.
1: (laughs) This week, uh, we are going to look at a hymn called Come Thou Long Expected Jesus.
0: Hmm. I'd say not well-known, but good.
1: Yeah, I I guess I was kind of shocked by that because it wasn't as well-known as what I thought it would be. Yeah, Like, there's a lot of... Baptist churches that don't have that in their hymns, right? Um, but then I had to think for myself. I was like, "Do I really ever remember singing that as a hymn growing up?" It's very similar to "O Come, O Come, Emmanuel."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe we get those two mixed up a kind lot like of a times. Yeah. But that's going to be the first one we look at. Uh, we got three more that we'll look at. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and spoiler alert. If if you ever go to a movie with me and I tell you what's going to happen beforehand, you probably wouldn't like me. <laughs> but we're going to start with Come the Long Expected Jesus because I think with this past Sunday starting Advent, this is appropriate. You know, we we get so caught up in the day-to-day hustle and bustle of Christmas. Right. Sometimes it's hard to sit down and just refocus right. on, on Christmas and on Jesus, what what this season really represents and what it means to us as believers. And then we're going to end with a hymn called Hark the Herald Angels Sing.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Kyle's our singing yep. it for you. Come the long expected Jesus. That's uh, a, a great Christmas carol that we're going to begin. And I just want to read through the lyrics. Okay. Just read through the lyrics, because I'm going to give you the lyrics, then I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory with it. That's
0: what I was going to ask, if you were going to hit us with some facts or backstory of who wrote it and
1: why. We'll we'll hit the backstory with it, but then how it ties into Scripture. That's good. That's how how we'll end it. Come thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins, release us. Let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art, dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Born thy people to deliver, born a child and yet a king, Hmm. born to reign in us forever, now thy gracious kingdom bring. By thine own eternal spirit, rule in all our hearts alone. By thine all-sufficient merit, raise us to thy glorious throne. My prayer is that as you celebrate Advent or as you celebrate Christmas, that this hymn, which was written by Charles Wesley, will help, will help you remember about Israel's long wait for their coming Messiah. Right. So Charles Wesley, he, he wrote this hymn, and he actually wrote it. I don't want to say it has a hymn because he, he wrote it without music to it. Uh, but he wrote it in 1744, and so the reason he wrote it was because he was surrounded by scenes of homelessness, orphans, and poverty. Wow. So in 18th century England, it was wrecked with weak religion, rampant sin, and very frequently a callous indifference to the suffering of the lower classes.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, And you think about, one, I didn't know that he wrote this, but two, it's just... When people think hymns, we automatically think music to go with it. But maybe you could speak to this, and maybe you're going to. But as far as hymns, was it more of a, um, what do they call it, kind of a opening for your sermon? Or was it just, I don't know where that comes from, but you think about hymns and, and the direction that they go in, there is so much more meaning to them. and it And it's because it wasn't really just written for us to, to, to enjoy, but to hear and and, right. and to kind of speak to us. Yes. So that's yes. cool.
1: So that, that's actually going to be my, my next paragraph here. Yeah. The inspiration for this song came from Haggai 2.7. Okay. Uh, so as he penned this, uh, he, he was wanting to express a dear hope for Christ to come again and set all things right. Mm. Because, like I said, he, he wrote it without music. But but the initial part of it, it, it was it was it was made popular and put to song after Charles Spurgeon used it in one of his Christmas sermons. Ah, and okay. so from that moment on is how we got the music part of it the 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 carol the cool. hymn Come the Long Expected Jesus. Okay, so it wasn't really made popular so to speak until Charles Spurgeon's sermon. Wow. Okay, which is you know if anybody's Wanting to set anything popular, there you go. So, from that moment on, uh, this has been a hymn or a carol that has been sung through various denominations, Mm -hmm. not just one set. Because a lot of people, as soon as they hear Charles Wesley, they probably think of he was a Methodist. Right, the Methodist church, yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't strictly just for the Methodist church, people. Calm down. So, how does this connect to the Bible? Mm. The opening words, "Come, thou long expected Jesus," look both forward and backwards. Okay. So, in one sense, marrying Haggai and the Old Testament prophets, the opening words they they express the the same hope that has comforted mankind since the fall of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. So, from Genesis three, we we see this hope that one will come to crush Satan's head. You're right. To save mankind from ruin and sin, and to make a right and a right and broken relationship with God. That's good. And then the birth of Jesus Christ is the bringing forth of that hope. Now, when we let, let's go beyond the manger. I said it has a future thing to it. There, there's a future in this. Christians, for Christians, for believers, we have been made into new creations through Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17. So, yeah. Therefore, if he was in Christ, he has new creation. So since we are a new creation, that means we look forward to a coming Christ. Not just any coming Christ, but that triumphant warrior, that, that picture we get of him coming down in a cloud with his warriors like the way Revelation describes him. So this is the sure hope to which Charles Wesley looked when he wrote this beloved work. And it's the same hope that we share with all those in Christ today. Now, real quick, the the beauty of this hymn is in its rich reference to the truths of Scripture. When we regard from our sins and fears release us, we remember that only in Christ may we be regarded as righteous in the eyes of the holy God. Right. When we sing, let us find our rest in thee, we know that we may rest not in our fruitless works, but in the accomplished sufficient work of Jesus Christ in salvation. Absolutely. And then when together we lift our voices in hope of all the earth thou art, We know that Christ has come for the true spiritual Israel, both Jew and Gentile, a redeemed people drawn from every tribe, tongue, and nation, as it says in Revelation 7, 9. And I guess, final thoughts here on the hymn, I guess what drew me to this is that it dismisses the focus of the immediate material madness of the holidays And brings us back to meditate upon the unbelievable work of God's redemptive plan. The coming of a Savior in Jesus Christ is not the result of a hurried plan or the fruit of sentimental nonsense. It's nothing less than the God-man, the Messiah being born into the world to redeem a people chosen from before the foundation of the world. And so we know the joy of every longing heart as we ponder the riches of the gospel and the beauty that comes from our deepest need fulfilled, the desperate necessity of a Savior mm. only in Jesus Christ. So in this, I guess in throughout this season, and actually every season, we're able to rejoice singing, now thy gracious kingdom bring until our victorious king comes again. It's good. And then has you prepare for Christmas this season? Has you celebrate Advent? And we we both understand this. A lot of Baptists don't celebrate Advent. Yeah. You know, I I grew up. I didn't grow up celebrating Advent. Mm-hmm. I grew up more of doing the hanging of the greens. Right. That that's the more Baptist approach <laughs> to Advent, if you will. Yeah.
0: More the like the preparation behind right. Christmas, yeah. But whereas Advent is, it literally means coming, I think, in Latin. So and
1: and, and I'm not. If you celebrate the hanging of the greens, no. I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. Right. I'm not. I know for me personally, I think I appreciate Advent a little bit more. Yeah. Just I'm thankful that I've been in a church that has brought that to my attention.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Do I do well at it every year? There's days that I fall short with it, especially when you want to help prepare your family and lead your family through it. And sometimes I fall short of that hustle and bustle and that material madness of the holidays because we get so busy that I fall short of it. I miss those days sometimes. But that doesn't mean that I don't appreciate it. So, I, I guess as far as come that long expected Jesus, on one sense, I guess Andy Williams was right when he's saying this is the most wonderful time of the year. That's right. I guess it just depends on your perspective of why is this the most wonderful time of the year for yeah. you.
0: Yeah. And the expectation of, you think about all those years ago when God was silent in, in a sense, God we know God wasn't God didn't stop working, but for the people of Israel, for God's people, He was silent. He, mm-hmm. They they didn't hear from Him, and yet in these words, expected Jesus. They it was the mm-hmm. expectation that there would be a Messiah, and then when when God shows up on the scene through through Jesus, He's Emmanuel. He is now God with us, mm-hmm. and I think so many times we we forget that that God is with us, that, that God came to be with us through Jesus. Mm-hmm. And 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 that expectation kind of goes away in a sense of, well, where is he right now? Why yeah. isn't he making this happen right now? And Advent does that preparation work in our hearts to show us that God didn't leave us. God didn't forsake us. God didn't move away. We moved. We forget. We, we change hearts. But, God is still preparing. God is still working. God is still moving and he is still God Emmanuel. He is still with us. So I think now more than ever, we need that. And um, I hope you do.
1: Well, and, and, and maybe, maybe it's safe to say this. Maybe you've realized this too, as you've gotten older. that you truly appreciate reading through God's plan that we know of has the Christmas story it, it seems the older you get yeah the the more you're drawn to that well i think thing. for me
0: like it, it used to be man in the birth that was the most special thing about the christmas story but now that i'm older it's no it was all of that time period leading up to the birth and what took place before jesus even was born you know it it, it it's the uh, appearing of angels it's it's the the prophecy it, it, it's all of it that just means so much more to me now because it, it again it pointed back to the fact that that god wasn't silent that god really was working, that God really was moving, that it was his plan from the beginning. In, in the garden, when Jesus makes a promise, his promise is Jesus, that Jesus was a part of the plan and the fulfillment of that promise, I think, is what's special. And yet we point to that birth so often, which it, it is great. It's amazing. It's, it's a
1: miracle. Right. Yeah.
0: But everything else in between, man, it, it's so cool to think about.
1: This will sound weird. Coming from a pastor, I guess. Okay. I think one of the things that I've, especially the last 10 years, I guess I've really learned to appreciate, and I know I keep calling it the Christmas story. I, I don't want to say that. That's that's not biblical to call it the Christmas story, you know, but people, you understand what it I'm is. saying? It is. I
0: mean, we're, we're telling a story, but it's not a but, made up one.
1: Right. But I guess what I appreciate more about the Christmas story that I used to just roll my eyes every time I tried to read through it. I'd hear somebody, read, I was like, what is the purpose or what's the point of this? Is Matthew chapter 1.
0: Okay. Oh, with all the
1: names. When you begin yeah. with the genealogy of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's and what I, I'm talking I, about. I, I can yeah. remember when I was younger and you would hear that, I'd be like, what's the point? Like, right. okay, who, he begat this, he begat that, he begat that. But I'm thankful for it now because what it shows me, is that from the beginning, God had a plan. Yeah. But the people that God used. Right. That they were no different than you and I. Right. That they were sinful people who mm. God chose to use to make his son come about. and. Right. One of them's a prostitute, right? Right. Yeah. Rahab. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and you look, you go through and you read all those names. I mean, we yeah. could probably just do a whole another podcast just reading through all that. But yeah. you, you read through all those names and you're like, man, like, okay, Abraham. Abraham walked out on faith mm-hmm. or walked out on faith. Walked <laughs> walked out because of faith. Yeah. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> Sorry. He walked out. Don't walked cast out. the stones yet, people. <laughs> he, he Because of his faith, he, you know, he followed God. But then you look at Isaac, you got Jacob, you got Judah, you got Tamar, uh, all these different names. But then you get in there and you see Boaz. Yeah. Okay, well, okay. Well, then we go back to Rahab. Wait a minute. Then you have King David.
0: Yeah. A bunch of imperfect people, to say the least. Yeah. That's
1: what's, you know, and then there's a whole lot of other names in here that we're, we're just not going to dive into today, but... It just amazes me how God's plan works, Mm. and we just no, we don't take it for granted, but we don't find the value of it sometimes. Yeah, yeah, like my my spiel to all of our youth. Yes, you're going to hear the Christmas story. Yeah, I pray just like your salvation the day you accepted Christ that you profess faith in Christ I pray that never gets old to you yeah I pray you never get tired of hearing quote-unquote the Christmas story right because if it wasn't for the Christmas story we wouldn't be where we were today yeah spiritually yeah so any any other thoughts real quick
0: no God's plan it's perfect
1: (laughs) now one one thing we do want to do for those of you who have been with us for any amount of time you know last year we made us a a caffeinated living Christmas playlist Mm -hmm. and I think I think we ended up doing that because we did a draft
0: oh yeah that is true
1: of our top five favorite Christmas songs and then we ended up putting it on a playlist yeah well what I would like to do this year and we're, we're going to get Dustin's take on this too so Lord willing maybe he'll be back with us be able to join us here in a couple weeks but we want to make a playlist of some of our favorite hymns mm-hmm. and and songs that will just help you worship this Advent season.
0: What do you want to do, 25 songs or shorten that? or We can do 25.
1: Yeah, I think we could easily come up with I, I could, I could I could easily give you 15, easily. Yeah. But be on the lookout for that. We'll try to get that up here within the next week. But these are just going to be some songs that has you... Read through the scriptures this year, and, and if you don't have an Advent devotional, find one. Yeah,
0: there's a so, lot of good ones.
1: Yeah, send us a message, whether through on on the podcast, through email. Somebody texted me
0: the other day, and this is fresh on my, my mind. But I put an Amazon wish list together of just Advent devotional because they were mm. they're like, "What are your favorites?" And I just put like five of them on there. I said, "These are these are awesome."
1: Okay, maybe, maybe we could do that. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll put you a, a wish list together. Don't buy them for us. But <laughs> yes, it's, don't buy them for it's, us.
0: It's for you. Yeah.
1: J- just to go on there and see that, right. hey, this would be this would be a good devotion or yeah. this one. So, and next week I'll share, you what, what, share with, with one of my favorite. Yeah, I think we've Advent talked about devotionals. it before.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know which one you're talking
1: about. If you've listed to us any amount time, you know one of my favorite authors that's coming, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for taking the time to join us and let us be a part of your ear and your day-to-day. Oh, be a part of your ear. Let's put that on a mug. I like that. (laughs) There we go. But Dustin, if you listen to us, we miss you. Hope you're having fun on vacation. Uh, Get some sun. Get your steps in. (laughs) And. Lord willing, we'll see you next week. But for the rest of you guys, have a great week. Happy Advent season. And as always, keep it caffeinated, friends.